Welcome back to The Cusp. I am your co-host, Stace Galbraith. Mikey Ciaramella is knee-deep in a stag weekend down in Bocas del Toro. So, uh, yeah, if you want to send any good vibes to Mikey, don't bother. He doesn't need it. He's $1,400 up after the sunset event. And luckily enough for us, our guest this week is a previous champion at Sunset Beach. Not once, but twice. Mr. Jake the Snake Patterson will be jumping on the show for a chat. We're going to see how Snake went on the punt this week. We're also going to chat about Griffin Colapinto, Zeke Lau, how good is Gabriel Medina, and Jack Robbo. What's it like for Snake to see someone from WA on top of the ratings? And you know what's it going to take for Jack to go all the way this year? We're also getting an insight onto what Steph's year looks like compared to her 2022 season and whether or not Molly Picklin can make the top five or not. All that and a photo opportunity with Matthew McConaughey lie inside. Let's get into it. Snake Man, how are you, brother? I'm great, Stace. Back to reality. Seven days ago, you were celebrating your 50th in Hawaii. How's life, mate? <laughs> oh, I wish I was still in Hawaii, I tell you that much. Back to the corporate world, mate, it's pretty brutal. But, um, yeah, I had a little flashback to all the coaching days in Hawaii and it was pretty good to watch Pipe and watch Jack win and Leo get second. And, you know, the, the new wave of kids is pretty exciting to watch. So, um, you know, it wasn't the greatest Pipe, but we had one good day to watch. It was pretty cool. You sucked the bone marrow out of it, mate. You got a lot done while you're over there. Oh, yeah, hanging out with Matthew McConaughey and shit. It was pretty sick. <laughs> I love him. That oh, that had me so hyped to see everyone frothing out on him. He's a legend. Is he cool? Is he cool? Super cool, like super into it and like because his kids are right into surfing. So he's like, he wanted to know more and like he was asking us full question. Like he was into it. He was frothing. Oh, that's so sick. Yeah, I, I, he's he's one of my faves for sure. I, I would 100% um, photobombed him 100%. <laughs> um, but it was a bit of weather over there. Tell me you got some golf in. Oh, yeah. I geeked out for sure. Me and Alain, Alain Rue flew over from France and we played golf every day. Rain, hail and shine. It was uh, it was every day. That was our ritual. Even when the comp was on, we still got out there in the afternoon and drank way too much pierce. It was pretty heavy. But... It was good times, I tell you. That's what you do when you're 50, huh? Mate, no one's counting. I couldn't think of a better holiday. 100%. Lele's, golf in Hawaii, and a surf, you know. Ticked all the boxes I was frothing. Yeah, and you nearly picked up Griffin at the semis and coached him to a win. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, But, mate, back to the corporate life. I'm pretty sure I know what's keeping you busy, but... uh... I better better double check. You're still lathering sunscreen all over bodies down there at Cottesloe Beach. Yeah, no, I yeah, I run sunscreen business, mate. The We Are Feel Good Inc. It's pretty corporate world. I manage ten staff. It's pretty full on. It's um, yeah, it's a definitely a different world to coaching, but um, yeah, it's going really really well. So no complaints. Tell me, did you put an out of office email on for your for your little trip to Hawaii, or were you still plugging in over there? No, I was plugging in. The boss doesn't get to to rest, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's too good, mate. Uh, tell me about the end of pipe. So you got you got there to watch the finals. Yeah, yeah, um, yep. Yeah. I missed the first day, I think, um, which wasn't much, and yeah, saw the rest. So the, the the second last day was unreal. Like that kind of like four to six foot odd bigger set, like clean. Everyone was getting sick pits, and 
a bit disappointing for the final day to be run and what it was, but it is, you know, the forecast is what it is. So the boys made the most of it and, um, you know, no surprise that Jack won. I mean, it was pretty, you know, he's one of the best barrel riders and got the job done. Yeah, I mean, it, it does raise an interesting point, though. Uh, I was surprised that Jack won in the conditions that it ran. Um, you are obviously must be over the moon, like, to see a, a West Aussie lifting that trophy again. Um, and that, that's something I definitely wanted to ask you about. You know, we talk about Jack so much, <clears throat> having, like, a lot of comparisons to Bruce. But what Jack has done, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this, like, in his small wave approach, it, it's just been phenomenal, right? Oh, he's, you know... He's had so much pressure on him as a young kid. And before he broke his leg, he was an amazing small wave surfer. So he, when he came back after his broken leg, he was, you know, he was with Leo and, and Kanoa and all those guys when they were 12, 13, broke his leg and he put him two years behind those guys. And when you're 14, so you can't, you've got to think about those guys were qualifying 16, 17 years old. So he's, you know, having to catch up two more years and develop again and, and come back bigger and stronger. And um, he had to do his small wave thing all again and learn how to do it all again. That's what it, that's what it looked like. He couldn't do like the, the airs or he didn't look confident until he got bigger and then he got bigger and stronger and then there was no stopping him. And then he, you know, it was crazy. Me and Blair used to have these crazy bets that he wouldn't get eight-point totals at Huntington and stuff. You get what I mean? And... and and whoever had him going and wouldn't make it would wouldn't win the bet. So he he's really come of age. Like you know, we were never. I actually never thought he'd make it because of the the grind the QS was that he wouldn't make it. And now look at him. He he's made it second in the world. Like it's so sick to see. I'm so stoked for him, mate. I'm, I'm with you. Like guilty as charged. I did not think he was going to get through the QE. And that's not saying anything to do with his surfing. We know how phenomenal he is. Yeah. And, you know, how he qual- how he qualified was he, he did it in Hawaii. You know, he won the Pipe Pro and he won Sunset. But his small wave game, man, it has improved out of sight. Like, and I guess, yeah, you do make a really good point there. He, he was a few years behind. And at that age, it, it is really crucial. Like, another surfer who, who went through the same thing was Ethan Ewing. Like, he, he broke his leg to smithereens at a similar age. And, you know, we sort of had a quiet junior career because of it. But, man, those two in particular have just come on so strong. And, like, yeah, Jack in particular, a crazy one. Uh, we are supported by Bet Online AG here at this podcast. Speaking of betting, my co-host went huge this week, Snake. 1,400 USD up after sunset, which um, when you're Mikey and you're betting 5 and $10 at a time, uh, he, he, had a, he had a good week. Yeah, I made a little bit of money as well. I reckon it was... It was if you're watching the event, you kind of saw who was in form, um, you know, and and you could run with that with the with the in form instead of going with the odds of what the guys thought who would win because there was definitely standouts and guys in form ripping. So it was if you backed your horse in, um, you know, I picked I put money on Philippe to win early because I saw that he had good boards, still had the same boards from last year, and he lost a crazy quarterfinal against Ethan last year, if you remember. Um, you know, he had a couple of eights as well, so I reckon he was he was the man to, you know, with that smaller sunset, you know what I mean? The forecast looked horrible, so, you know, I thought the guy with the big weight ratio carve was going to be really deadly, and he's the, he's the, he's the guy. Isn't he what? Like, we'll get to Griffin in a moment, but 
like Philippe looked like he had another gear there, didn't he? Oh, he's open face carbs. Look at J Bay, for instance. Like he he carves harder than Geordie, for instance. Like he's using more rail than than someone like Geordie and stuff. So you know what I mean? And he's put on a bit of weight, so he's 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 turning harder. Um, hopefully his boards have got a little bit thicker so they can hold the carve a bit longer, but um, he was super impressive. I mean, I thought Griff had him on toast after the opening exchange. I just went, he can't touch this kid. He's in fine form. And dude, Phil just went, no, nah, not on my watch. He just went ham. Philippe alluded to Griffin uh, being a little nervous in his posted interview. Uh, you obviously spent a lot of time with Griffin. You're really close to him. Could you kind of feel that at all? Uh, I, I spoke to him because uh, he just – I could have told you that he was going to lose his heat at pipe because he the, the build-up, he built it up to be this all-important heat of the decade instead of going out and going, I've, I've, I've done my time and I've done my hard work. Whatever happens, happens. You know, I'll get my two waves or whatever. And he couldn't even stand up pretty much. You get what I mean? He couldn't even do a, do a bottom turn. He was so um, built up to, like, something that was going to happen. Like, he's, the fear of that losing that heat was overwhelming, I guess. And then, you know, we all, you know, me, Tommy, did I, all gave him, like, an ear bashing, just going, that's not the griff that we like to see. You know, you're the happy-go-lucky griff. You know, you've done the hard work, you know, trust in your surfing, enjoy it. You know, that didn't look like you enjoyed that heat of pipe at all. You'd, like fried yourself you know you were like you know a cat on a hot tin roof so um it, and look what happened he came out like had a couple of nights on and on the drink like, he hadn't had a, a, any beers for months you know the build-up of pipe first event you know i've done all the work i've you know all my equipment you know blah 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 and then it just goes to show it means nothing at the end of the day it means you got to still show up and be in the present zone to compete, you know, all the work and effort and everything, you can still still put it all to shame if you're not here in the, in upstairs in the head mind game. So, and look what happened. He turned it around and almost won the next event. So that was sick to see. Yeah, 100%. Uh, it, it, was, it was really good to see. It's where he belongs. Like he, he, he's a top five surfer every day of the week. And as far as he wants to take it, he can take it. So it's definitely cool to see him get a second there and up into six on the ratings which is like must be an amazing feeling for him coming into Portugal defending champ it's sort of like it must feel good because that start of the year is so short you really do need to be chalking up finals in these first five. Oh, dude I feel sorry for the guys that have to already like they're already thinking about the cut two events down no result just going I've got three events to to get into the top whatever it is these days I don't even know but it's nasty. It is totally nasty. Like, uh, I'm not sure I agree with the cut. Um, it's pretty brutal. I mean, guys getting on tour for the first year, they get a hard draw. They first surfing pipe in the contest for the first time. They probably got like one of the top five surfers in the world. Um, sink or swim, bang pipe, and then you've got to back it up straight in the sunset. Still another hard heat, drawing hard guys, and then all of a sudden you got no results and you're got three events to go and otherwise you're off tour. <laughs> it's heavy. It's really Portugal is left for them because that's the only wave that I can sort of see there being any kind of, call it rookie luck. You know, you luck into a nine, paddle back out, and there's another left coming your way and, and that's your day. But the rest of the events on tour, you need to know them. You absolutely have to know them. Bells as old man's like, know your bubble in line with the stairs and going, I know where the sets are. I know the tide, what it's going to do. High tide, it's going to shift around, you know. And that's 100% agree. First time at Bells, the water's fucking freezing. 
you know, your boards got to, are, are a little are different. You get what I mean? You need to ride a flatter rocket board. You need to turn halfway up the face instead of going to the bottom like you like to do everywhere else, you know. You lose all your speed at the top. You go and lip hitting in the head going, what is this wave? <laughs> you get what I mean? Yeah, I would not like to be rolling into that event needing a, needing a result. It's it's um it's it's like an yeah you need to know it and you can employ you know a Robbo or a Kale or yourself or whoever Tommy to help you out with your lineups and that. But it is time in the water. You just need it's there's no other, there's no other cure for it. So yeah, I think that yeah, but time in the water is just so hard to do because it's so packed. It's not like you're going to the Bell's Bowl and and going oh yeah I'm going to just free surf before the contest with. 18 other chicks and 32 other guys. That's what it's like. You're going to get one wave maybe, uh, two waves if you're lucky, and then the comp starts and then what? <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Good luck to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, getting back to equipment and, and Griffin, you, you've, you've been, yeah, a, a close to him for a really long time now. Um, can you talk to us a bit about his equipment over the last couple of years? I kind of feel like he started out in Hawaii, particularly Sunset and Halle Eva, or more so Sunset, just riding really small boards. It looked like he was almost sort of fixated on what John was doing. And then this year, it, to me, it looked like he was on equipment that was like considerably longer than previous seasons. Um, is it just the new sticker or, or am I seeing things? No, no, I, I don't know for a fact, but I know from, you get what I mean? Because obviously I'm not coaching him or whatever these days, but I know he was riding, he went through that stage of riding those, fatter nose things, um, you know, and loved them at Margaret's, loved them at, in Hawaii, at, at, no, not Pipe, but in um, at Sunset because he could ride a, a smaller board and it could fit tighter and stuff. But I think he's gone totally off it now. He was riding a 6.6, you know, and guys riding 6.3. So he's gone back to the traditional thing and using rail and it was refreshing to see i thought like he's actually using power and when he does do a big rap it looks so much better only thing he didn't do is put two feet on the tail pad <laughs> not many people can do that these days mate <laughs> yeah it's it's like an interesting thing i feel like griffin he's he's been on the tour for only you know a handful of years in the grand scheme of things but it's sort of been in our face now for so long but those changes like it's a big deal like i'm pretty sure he was you know he was running out in like six ones and that in previous years huh oh yeah for sure at sunset and margs and stuff 10 foot margs he's running a six one or a six two or a six oh even and that's purely just john motive you know because hands down john's the best guy that serves margaret's and you ask ask everyone um and so that's what everyone did kanoa did the same like we worked on their shapers to get this ball that can turn halfway up the face but hold your rail and get it into the pocket with not having to ride a 6.6, six, you know. It's like there's a fine line between drawing off the bottom and being able to fit in the pocket and turn hard. So that's what they all tried. But I think they've all gone back now and realised, like, John's John. <laughs> let, it, let him be who he is. It, it's, it's definitely like all those guys and girls, they're all so talented. They really don't – I mean – you got to get inspiration from somewhere for sure, but at the end of the day, like you got to run your own race as well. And I think that you know it's cool to see guys like Kanoa and Griff and these guys appreciate Gabby and John for what they do, but they're their own unique beasts as well. And you got to be yourself. Well, this is what I try to tell Griff um, in Hawaii. I was going Rory McIlroy went through this whole thing and in the golf world when he's trying to get better and be the best and be perfect and blah blah blah, and then he finally he wasn't winning. Obviously, he was just playing terrible too much pressure and build up and wanting to always be number one kind of thing and then he just realized he goes guess what I'm I'm good enough who I am I don't need to get better I just need to focus on playing my best instead of being better 
playing my who my best is good enough to win everything if I'm playing my best instead of trying to improve. So that's what I was trying to explain to Griff. I was going, just you're good enough to win every event on every wave on tour. Just believe in yourself the way you are. Don't try to improve. Just try to get to being you and enjoying it. And if you're surfing good, you're going to win. Don't try and be better. You don't need to be. You're the best, mate. <laughs> 100%. He's on that level for sure. I, I do think, though, it, there's one heat in that event that was probably equal to winning, and that was beating Gabriel. Oh, for like, sure. He desperately, he desperately owed Gabriel one. I think it was 3-0 and before that, yeah. maybe 4. Yeah. So to get one up on him there, he would have been jumping out of his skin. Yeah, and Gab's a beast, isn't he? Like, he's, he's hard to beat no matter where you put him out in. He's like one foot to 20 foot backdoor pipe like, like there's no disadvantage for him anywhere I can't think of anything um so every time you beat him it's like back when I was on tour anyone that beat Kelly in the event back when I was first on tour was like you just won the contest you know what I mean yeah. you're beating the guy that can't be beaten <laughs> yeah no one's giving you the chance and you go and do it you're walking around 10 feet taller yeah I remember Danny Wills beat him in Portugal at forget it Foz once in the 17th round like Kelly doesn't lose in the 17th round and Wills he just had a blinder and beat him hands down and it was like you know we almost cheered him up the beach it was like you just beat him you beat the guy that can't be beaten there was a moment of that event Gabriel the backside tube no hands like what is going on there at sunset are you joking the, the, all, like, the guys these days making Sunset look easy to surf and, and that, they'd come in and go, that was really hard to surf. We're like, it looks good, but it's like, you guys don't understand the ribs rubbing up the face and, you know, um, but they all made it look good. But obviously, because they're the best surfers in the world, it was like Rottnest. I mean, Rottnest is a pretty average wave and they all made it look so good. Um, it's just, it is what it is. It's like, geez, it was impressive to watch. You spend a fair bit of time in the channel out there as a coach. Any any memories come to mind? Because I would have loved to have been in the channel for that gay barrel. That was all time. Um, oh, I caddied for... I think I was caddying for Berwick. Berwick, when he got this oh. barrel, like that big barrel that he got from out the back kind of thing, yep. I didn't even get to see it. <laughs> and he came out claiming, I went, well, what did you just do? Like that, because I was the wave in front and he got barrel out the back and he came... He paddled past me with these wide eyes, just going, did you see that? Oh, my God, it was the best paddle. I just went, oh, fuck. That was like one moment I remember. And, uh, you know, cutting for Ramsey a hundred times, going, don't hit the lip, just stay on the face. First wave, bottom turn, bang, hit the lip, break his board. Just go, what did I fucking tell you? Don't fucking hit the lip. Just, uh, I've got so many. Um, Griff getting he second in sunset, like, you know, ripping like heaps. I know, I have to go back through a couple of Snake Tales episodes to check them out. 100%. I was actually thinking about a couple then. You know, you got obviously got the, the, the 10 at Halle Eva with the air or whatever that was in 997 and heaps of good Hawaii moments for sure with your boys and, and yourself. So, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a special place. I remember talking to Paco about caddying out there and he's like, you've just got to be honest. Like, whatever you're thinking, trim it down. You have to be honest. And I sat next to you one day, and knowing Mark McGonagall paddled past us, you were catting for him, part of the Quicksilver team at the time, and I was listening in intently, trying to get an idea of what it was all about, and I just heard heard you say to him, great start, mate, just bog less. <laughs> you got to, you know what I mean? Like, because the score's <laughs> going to get read, read out, and he's thinking he's got like a 7 or an 8, and he gets a 4-5, and you just go, well, mate, you know, you got to yep. make sure... Yeah, I mean, I'm judging it in my head and, and you, they, yeah. you kind of give him an indication of what, 
you know, what whoever rode the way before or after you and go, I reckon, you know, uh, what Black's got a seven and I reckon that's probably a six. So your next wave's got to be better than his one. You know, you, you're kind of reading it in your own head and that's really mm. important for you because you don't hear everything or, or whatever from, from the beach or you might after, but not when by the time they paddle past. They kind of need to know in that run past because you mightn't mm. get to see him again. So... But, yeah, I was always pretty brutal. I mean, patting people on the back when they've done a shit job is not my cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. And you're right, it is important. If you can be uh, 60 seconds ahead of the score, gives them an opportunity on the way back out to maybe pick one off the bowl or whatever. So, yeah, it's it's, it's pretty important. But I, I think it's it'd have to be the best event for a coach, right, Sunset? Uh, to, to being in the channel, it's the most rewarding because you get interaction halfway through a heat. You know what I mean? You can actually change the whole – you can tell them how to change the, the outcome in the water. So it's almost like cheating. You know what I mean? It's like having an earpiece in just going, okay, now you've started with an eight, you know, 12-point totals all day of, has made a heat. You know, you don't need to, to win this heat. You just need to survive it. Paddle out, catch a four, and then use your priority at the end of the heat. Something like that. You get know what I mean? Don't mm. sit and wait for another eight. You've already done the hard work, you know. Just little things like that can make all the difference in – you know, hopefully I have made a difference over the few years I was in the channel. <laughs> oh, I think so. Yeah, you had some cracking runs out there for sure. Tell me about young Zeke Lau. You know, internet comment sections seem to have made their mind up about him. Uh, I know you've spent a lot of time with Zeke, you know, in and out of heats. You've been sacked and rehired by him 15 times. <laughs> you saw the heat. You know, is it defendable is, is my question to you. Oh, yeah, I don't... It's because it was sunset. Uh, so I heard. I didn't hear the whole story, but I watched. I watched it live, and I just went, "That's a huge brain freeze." But it was borderline that the one he lost priority on. I thought because he kind of like someone else paddled for it as well, and he kind of like. But the wave didn't even not even close to breaking. So was it an, a big enough effort to lose priority when the wave wasn't not even a wave? It's like, do you lose priority when if you paddle for a chop and you? getting position or something. I don't know. He definitely overthought that whole thing for sure. I mean, even the wave Rio got at the end, he, he sh- like he can't get the score on that wave if you have a look at it. What what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, not only that, like, like again, I'd love to, I'd love to be able to provide a different opinion to this, but I kind of can't either. Like it, what worst case scenario, Zeke goes to second. Like it's, he's in first in a three man heat where one person loses. I just was like thinking, yeah, come on, Zeke. He's he's a champion out there, you know. Like he's clearly one of the best guys out there, and it just yeah, like you said, looked like he might have overthought it. No, oh, definitely. I mean, you know, the pipe thing as well. Like he he lost um, with Kaya having an interference. It's like you get an, you got to get a oh, just stuff like that. Like all he had to do was get one more wave to to put him in combo. You know what I mean? To get ten point total, and it's done. And he lost. You know, Kaya had a seven and won the heat. I was like, you know, there was uh, just. And saying that, like the wave, he kind of stopped at him on. He might have probably ducked underneath that thing and got a big, big score, but he might have been a bit deep for it as well. So you will never know. It's done. <laughs> totally, yeah. You see these fifty-fifty calls every event. It is rare though to see them go within the same person across two events back to back like that. It, it definitely, yeah. I mean, he's probably getting spoken about more than the winners at this point. Yeah, it's disappointing, really. I mean, yeah. I mean, he relied on a big result at, at Sunset for sure. And, you know, his opening round was horrible. Um, 
And then, you know, he had that heat won. <laughs> and just, oh, my God, to lose like that, it's, like, so heavy. And now the pressure for him to make the cut, you know, he's having a baby in a, in a minute. Um, oh, it's horrible. I feel, I feel for him big time. And, uh, you know, a quarterfinals at sunset, which he could have done with his eyes shut, um, you know, would have put him in a really good position to, you know, make the cut. But... I know he's pushing shit uphill now. Yeah, I think so. I think he's a quality surfer, out pipeline and out sunset. So definitely a missed opportunity there for for him. And like we said earlier, Portugal's a mixed bag. He he's obviously skilled enough to get a result there. But coming into Bells, he probably is one surfer that's looking at Bells and thinking, "Hey, I, I'm good for a few heats here." Um, you know, funnily enough, he did have that heat with John there a few years ago, which sort of had him being the aggressor. You were front and center for that. Um, now some times passed. Uh, any. Any kind of pre-game ritual there that, that was any different to Zeke or was that kind of how he rolled? No, I, I just I, – I didn't tell him to do that. He, I was coaching him at the time and I just said, put pressure on him. <laughs> to tell him to, to paddle circles around him. <laughs> Jesus. Like, I just know that John, once he got pressure on him, that he's, he, he makes you – know, there's small errors that pop out. Like, if you can put pressure on him and, and make him uncomfortable. If you give him a walk-in start in a heat like he's – He's unbeat, like not unbeatable, but like hard to beat. So you take got to take him out of his comfort zone, and you know a lot of comments came from that heat of like going, you know, I think Kelly even made him just going, oh, so we know how to how to ruffle John's feathers, do we? Kind of thing, you know. All of a sudden, John was trying to spray Zeke halfway up the face and popping his fins and falling off on on waves, you know, because he was so angry. And um, you know, John had the waves to win that heat, and he just he kind of like was rattled to and made mistakes. So. And Zeke needed to, you know, needed a result, you know, had started bad already. And, um, you know, Zeke had, had, has already got third before at Bells before that year as well. So he's, he's had good results there before. So suits his style, you know, big open face calves and stuff. And last year was so bad. I, I was telling him, you don't ride your shortboard ever at the bowl, whatever you do, because you can nurse it too much kind of thing. You know, use your rail game and be Pancho. What Pancho ride a 6'6". Six, six. Right at six three, you know, do three two big turns and get score instead of hold. You know, you're nursing your turns and you, you you're looking soft. That's not how you want to surf. Surf the way you want to surf. Win, die, you know, live and die by the sword. Fuck, don't ride your a carvy little thing that feels nice and loose and you know blah blah blah. And that's how he lost against Conor Leary, which cost him his spot on tour last year. I reckon. Mm. Pancho probably only travelled with two boards as well, six four and a six six. Yeah, yeah, but look at the turns he did. You know what I mean? Like, he, he lived and died by it. Like, if he could do a big hack, you had to do, you know, you can't out-hack him. He gets two big hacks, he's got eight. Easy, easy. Gets two sections on one wave, gets an eight. So, why want to do four calves? You, you hard to get a f- wave on the bowl for four calves, right? Why not just do two hacks and get bigger scores? It's, it is. It's, it's, it's just not even a thing. You, you, you not even shouldn't even be thinking of the wave like that. But I guess when you are a surfer like Zeke, He's so talented. Like, he can do the single maneuver airs to get a 10. He can do three calves to get a 10. When you're working with someone like that, how important is it to kind of keep them in their lane like that? Oh, it's it's super hard. Like, you get what I mean? When you're coaching, like, I coach a whole bunch of different guys. I coach Ramsey different to Mark Lackamow, you get what I mean? I coach, um, you know, even Kanoa that can do airs and Griff, like, different to Ramsey and Mark kind of thing, you know? And Zeke's different again. Well, he can do everything, but it's a confidence thing on making sure he's just starting the heat really, really well. You get what I mean? So then he can, you know, 
the pressure really gets to him, I think, because he kind of think once it builds up, if he's not confident in his equipment or whatever, he, he'll make a bad decision and it'll cost him the heat. Instead of like start with an easy wave like of, of finishing it and then you've got, you're, you're in the heat no matter what and then you can, you can rip. You know, you don't have to make every wave count kind of thing. And sometimes it works, sometimes it that doesn't. It's just, it's a, it's each to their own kind of thing. You've got to work out what makes it work for each individual surfer kind of thing because, you know, sometimes Griff can sit there for two waves, no worries, and it'll be confident going, I'm not falling, I don't give a shit. I'll, I'll catch two waves and win no matter what. And then other times, if it's onshore and shitty, he wants to punt. So I'll go, I want you riding 10 waves and you have to punt every wave. You're going to make two at least. So, you know, in Manly and stuff, I just go, just go do it. Paddle away from everyone, you know, give yourself opportunity. But, you know, and, and, he, and he loves that, you know. You saw that in El Salvador. Like, he had the mix of being patient and radical to beat Philippe. Like, yeah, and you do. You, you, need, you need to have it all. But I think, yeah, it's a, yeah, I think it's a blessing and a curse sometimes for people like Zeke because I watch him surf and I think that he's got all the, yeah, all the talent, all the skill in the world. But sometimes, like, yeah, like you mentioned, maybe it's, uh, yeah, if he doesn't get the start he's looking for or things like that, he just can't seem to put the, the heats together the way that he probably wants to be. So, yeah, he's going to have to dig himself out of a hole now. But um, he's been there before, and, yeah, hopefully he can t- turn this one around. Moving out of the women's side, Snake, um, oh, I thought Stephanie looked amazing in her warm-up surfs. What did, what did you make of her event? Uh, at Sunset was, like, she did. She posted, like... The third round, she was the highest score, heat total in the whole of in the in the third round, where all the girls had to surf. Um, her opening round was really impressive, like right, surfing sunset really well, kind of thing. And then when she lost, it was just that that really tough conditions of like the point and kind of like not quite the point. And you've got to be you've got to be on the ball totally when it's like that. Otherwise, you you can make one bad decision and you've got to got to go well. You know, don't don't think that you don't know what a good wave is all of a sudden because you've taken one bad wave didn't work out at the point because it's so the point you you, you take off a wave not knowing if it's going to be good you do one rap and then you all of a sudden you got another section pops up and you go oh, i didn't see that bang and then you got to close that turn you go oh my god i got eight and i thought that was a lemon yeah it's one of those kind of waves you kind of need to throw a little bit more shit at the wall when it's like that instead of going to try and be too selective and then all of a sudden you wait 15 minutes and you take off and it's a burger and you're doing cutbacks the whole way and go, whoa, I waited 15 minutes for... And then someone's riding underneath you, riding, getting sevens and eights going, whoa, what? I usually don't um, lose any heats from the couch, but I lost so many heats from the couch this event. Look, it's a hard wave to pick a good one at. Yeah, because... Like, just is no real telling. The, the bigger's not necessarily better on the point. No way, because it can go burger out. Sure, you might get one opening face and then it goes, runs off the off the reef. And then you got you got nothing. So it's a it's a really really tricky wave. And you know, but in the well in the men's side, I think the two best guys made the final. So um, even the semis, you get what I mean? Like um, Joao was ripping. Like even in the bigger stuff, he was he was the I put money on him early too because I went wow this kid could really show a lot of people up. And even the heat he lost, like he had huge total too. So um, you reckon he can make the top five? Uh well yeah why not he's the he's the same kind of guy as Zeke don't you think for sure yeah he's like he can he's got everything he could do a huge air he's good on his backhand good on his forehand uh, we saw what he's what he's capable of at Bells and and all those places and Margs where he lost to John like he had huge heat totals you know mm. that's what I mean about the guys coming straight on tour last year they got you know they he he had 
two crazy heats that he should have won every other heat, but he drew John two times mm. and got not smoked, but like he had, you know, 16, 17 heat totals. And then all of a sudden he gets to Margaret's off tour. But like, does he, did he deserve to be off tour? Debatable. I mean, <clears throat> it's, uh, it's a really hard one to, to say what the right call isn't. I mean, in a way, a lot of the a lot of the guys that fell off like vindicated the decision by just smashing the QS and now they're back on and killing it like Leo and Jao. So in a way, it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a tricky one. Joel only just did it. Mm, yeah, yeah, he did. He come on with a, a bad seed and now he's like third in the world. So it's it's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, it's nuts. But yeah, I think that the Steph situation again proving something wrong or right, depending on what way you look at it, like. She won the world title from fifth last year. She didn't surf pipeline and got dead last at sunset. She basically missed the first two events of the year. Yeah. Um, she didn't have a great start for obviously what she's capable of, but she's got a fifth, which is sort of not really a result on the women's tour, but it's a lot better than what she did last year. Um, it, it just it just sets up an easing year. That's what I guess what Tommy's telling her. He goes, you're, you're way ahead of where you were last year and you won. So, you know, let's take Bell's next event. Oh, no, Portugal. How'd she go last year? She, she did okay in Portugal. I think she got fifth, but she had a heat where I thought she was unlucky not to win it. And I guess it was more I was sort of scoring Steph against Steph. And she got 12 points going left. And I know it sounds kind of rude to say that, but I think she'd even admit it. Like, a two-foot left's not her forte, right? She gets two lefts before Lakey's even stood up, right? She got 12 points. And Lakey just did what Lakey does and just fought back and got her and I was like oh man that is like oh she's gonna be heartbroken no I remember it was the last came down the last wave she only needed like a 5.8 or something and she did this right she did a snap a little carve and all she had to do was finish it and she tried to do like some sort of cheese whiz or something and she fell and lost needing a 5.8 and just that's that's Steph being the purest though of going no I want to make sure I get the score um I want to push the boundaries. I want to push, push, push. And credit to her, like, she she, she ended up winning, you know, so. Snake, the whole surf world's chimed in on Katie Simmers. Uh, what, do you, what do you make of what you've seen of her? You probably didn't get to see too much of her at Pipeline, but a um, couple of heats at Sunset. Yeah, she rips. I've seen a lot of her outside of this year's tour as well. Like, um, I've seen her at the US Open and, like, a couple of years ago when she's full grom, she won when she was like 14 or something crazy or maybe even younger. Like, um, and she's just, she's like reminds me of John when he was that age kind of thing, like drawing different lines to the other girls and um, doing some really cool, cool stuff. I, I'm looking forward to like high performance waves for her to really, um, I mean, we saw what she did at Snapper last year in the in the Challenger event and um and other stuff like that. She's she's quality, and she's going to be you know all those new little waiver chicks are going to be gnarly coming through. Hundred percent, and I'm I'm with you. I can't wait to see her in some performance waves. But I, I'm with you in in the sense of the cuts pretty harsh, and that you won't really get to see one. Like if Portugal's macking, it's a six to eight foot closeout, and bells is bells, and you know small margs is fun, but it's again it's it's. Probably neither of those three waves would I say I would love to see Katie Simmers in, which I think's a shame. Yeah, I guess you're right. It's no, it's no snapper, is it? It's like there's no like bring out your curvy board. It's going to be like you know a, a right hander that you can do five snaps on. You can mix your turns up or whatever. You know, Bell's bowls hard to surf as we know. Rincon's it probably harder with how weak it is. 
Um, maybe Rinko, I mean, Winky Pop could be really high performance if it's three, four foot, nice and clean for the girls. Um, but yeah, Margaret's, even when it's three, four foot um, clean, it's still hard to surf and it's not high performance like, you know, but, and she's, she's tiny. She is yeah. tiny, like, tiny. like weighs, weighs next to nothing. So, you know, the, the bigger girls can use their weight to do bigger calves, you know, her and Tyler, you know, Tyler does that layback thing and, you know, scores with it and she's going to have to do huge turns to, to think. But she's just on having a bit of fun. It looks like learning, you know, she's, she'll qualify like that again if she has to on the, on the, on the other tour. She's hanging, cruising with Matthew McConaughey, having a hell time. <laughs> Weren't we all, mate? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so jealous. No, I think she'll be fine. It's, 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 I'm, I'm such a huge fan of her surfing and I, I, I can't wait to see her like, yeah, settle into the tour or, you know, make video parts or whatever it is she's going to do. Like, she's so entertaining to watch. And, yeah, she's, I think to me, she's one of those surfers that, like, doesn't look like she's got a rash on when she's surfing in a comp, which is so rare to say. Yeah, 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 exactly. She looks pretty comfortable, huh? Like, there's no, her style doesn't change. Her maneuver choice doesn't change. She, she surfs the way she surfs and, and she's not going to let, well, I think Taylor Knox said it back, like back in the early nineties. Is going, I'm not going to let the the five judges determine how I my happiness and the way I want to surf, kind of thing. And Taylor lost a lot of heat surfing that way. Trust me, but he just goes, that's the way I want to surf. You know, they, they either like it or they don't. If I fall, I, that's the way I want to do it. And you know, Luke Hitchings was the same. He lived and died by it, like. You know, J-Bay, for instance, needing a five-point ride against Victor Rebus, and he just goes as hard as he can first turn, harder the second turn, and then he falls, of course, <laughs> on the third turn. Just, we just sit this going, oh, my God, body hit yeah. show. Just get just, to the end of it. Yeah, oh. they can't, couldn't do it, you know, and he lived and died by it, and he was happy when he came in and just went, nah, going for an eight, nine, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, it's refreshing. Yeah, you only, it's they're like once a generation. I think that type of surfer for sure. Like, I, I oh, but even, Ga- yeah. Gabby and Philippe have have got the bar that high these days in the men's that they're they're going for eight and nine every way. Yeah, wave. they they are. But in this weird thing about setting the bar high, it's still them in second gear, which is a frightening thing to say. Like Philippe said that in his semi, like he come in pretty relaxed. He wasn't even huffing and puffing, and sixteen points, no worries. Like. They're scary good. Yeah, he, he said he had a lot left in the tank, huh? It's, yeah, they're definitely, like, particularly Gabe, like, even watching Gabe dismantle Philippe in the world title showdown two years ago, like, Gabe did that pretty pretty easy, I reckon. Yeah, it was it's scary. So we're going to get to see it all again this year. The top five's going to be gnarly because, like, you know, it's like who's going to miss out? There's not, there's not, there's only five spots for sure. You know yeah. what I mean? Attilo, what is he going to? Hasn't had a great start at all, and you know he kind of only just made it last year, kind of thing. And yeah, no, this is going to be cool. Another young face that's is right up the top now, tied for the lead after the win at Sunset was Molly Picklam. Um, she got a Pipe Masters title, a Sunset title. She's young, and to be having that much success in Hawaii that early in her career, like. Man, that's a good place to be in. Yeah, they they mentioned it at the the hack she did at Margaret's last year was like rivaling any of John's hacks that she did, and I saw that live, and it is super impressive. So she's got she's got it all kind of thing, and young and frothing like she, you know, I, I claim Sunset as a wave catching wave, and she, you know, you got to get the ball rolling, and then you can build or you can adjust halfway along the line, but you never want to get caught needing a fall with five minutes to go because Sunset. You get caught inside and your heat's done or whatever. So, 
Um, she she played it to a T. She always rode waves and and stopped when she had to stop catching waves. And you know she's very clever. Micro's done a great job there. So um, she's going to be exciting to see for the rest of the year as well. Yeah, I mean, like she's a surfer who could go from not making the mid-year cut to making the top five. Like that would be an amazing story and well within her reach. Oh, definitely. I think she will for sure. I mean. It's going to be it's going to be really tough the the, the start that Steph's had to, to make it, but she Steph can go bang, win bells, win Margaret's like a click of the finger, and all of a sudden she's thinking about missing the cut to like being second or so, you know, winning. So we'll see. Yeah, no, we, we we certainly will, mate. Back to your neck of the woods. There's plenty of regional QS hype going on in Australia at the moment. I got to hang with the Blakey brothers uh, over the last weekend. It was a great time. Sunset on one screen, the Tweed QS five thousand on the other. <laughs> <laughs> any uh, any hype coming out of WA? You, you've been keeping your eye on. Oh, we've got a couple of great little kids, but they're pretty young. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's not. It's it's a tough business. I try and tell them all to stay in school <laughs> because you know it's it's uh, it's like don't you know rest your hat on becoming a professional surfer because. Um, it's you know one in a you know it's a diamond and a rough kind of thing, um, but yeah we got some good kids coming through in, in the southwest. A um, couple of good kids in Triggs, but you know it's a far cry from you know coming through like the Taj and the Jacks and the you know the Jack Jacob Wilcox kind of thing. You know so um, even the Carl Walsh, you know you know he's he's got all the ability, but he's gone the other road and being the free surf guy. But he had the talent to to try and make it. I coached with him for a bit, but. You know, he kind of like wanted the Mikey role instead of, you know, the the competition rashy. How was it the whole, you know, because I do see a lot of kids from West Oz coming over here and they, it's so incredible the quality of waves that you get over there. But I feel like, you know, particularly this East Coasters, we're kind of shut off to it till we probably hit our 20s and realize like, oh, hang on a minute. But it's the opposite for you guys. Like, you know, your Robbos and your Jacob Wilcox, like they've got to come over here to learn to grovel. Like that's always such a hard challenge, right? Yeah, I, I well the way you, the competitions are set up, you get you get like one or two events a year that you can actually surf overhead on a on a a bigger board if you want kind of thing, but probably not. So you can go through the whole junior series with one board pretty much, right? Um, and then that leads on to the QS. You could probably go through the whole QS with two boards. You know what I mean? So it's it's pretty or three. You need a groveler, you need a short board, and maybe a step up sometimes, but. You could probably get away with the shorty the whole year, depending on how um, Hully Ever turns out. But, um, uh, yeah, it's learning how to, to compete is the, is the whole thing. You get what I mean? Like, even the good guys in good waves can still compete when it's small if you know how to compete and beat the guys in the smaller waves. So, you know, you just got to adapt and, and stick to, to who you are. I mean, I did it. I mean... I grew up in Perth and learned how to grovel for sure when I was a full kid, but then I moved down when I was 17 and, and um, you know, just groveled my ass off still when I went away. Still, you know, the equipment's a big one. Confidence in equipment when it's small because, you know, surfing Rabbit Hill is not quite the same as surfing D-Bar, you get what I mean? It's like my boy went sick at Rabbit Hill, you know, big deal, you know, rocking up at, you know, D-Bar, which has still got a lot of push and stuff, or, or should I say Cabarita, not D-Bar, um, that, that kind of mentality, you've got to be ready and, you know, I always got DHDs when I was 
you know, in the junior series to surf those East Coast waves because I believe that they're more fine-tuned and, and surf the waves way better than my, you know, my Margaret's boards. So it's important. We'll be coming over your way pretty soon for the, for the final event of the uh, pre-cut calendar. Uh, what's the deal, Snake? You taking taking a week off work, or are you going to do a bit of double duty? Uh, I won't be taking a week off work, mate. Anyone sent you a text yet? Um, yeah, I got a text from Ethan whilst in Hawaii. Um, he went. I worked with him last year and Zeke last year. Um, so uh, probably working with both those guys, maybe Kanoa as well, because he's not working with Tommy this year either. So um, yeah, I'm fully looking forward to it. Like. Give the froth back, you know. Get back in the, get back in the coaches' thing. Paddle out my jocks, you know, when they snap a board or something, you know. You're ready. To, you're you're ready to roll at all times. Yeah, I'm frothing. You know, hopefully one of these days I can get back to it. I'll be pretty keen to jump back, bring back snake tails. It'll be pretty oh, sick. Oh, mate, the kid, the kids miss it. They love it. All the kids I talk to, they they've watched every episode a thousand times. I reckon. Yeah, I miss it too. Yeah, mate, it's uh, it was good good viewing. I mean, they're all there on the back catalogue. If you want to check them out on Snake's YouTube, go go rip in. They're a great rainy day activity, the old Snake Tales. Plenty of laughs. But, uh, Lips, before we let you go, mate, I know we have no idea about what Portugal's going to look like, but going off previous years, it's going to be a mix of everything. Two to eight feet. Who's who's your winner on both sides? Griff's going to go back to back. I like it. He's going to beat Kanara in the final. Oh, spicy. Um, yep. Uh, and on the women's side, I'm going to throw um, Katie Simmons is going to win her first event. <laughs> oh, that'd be sick. And um, Steph's going to get second, and she's going to think about retiring. Red hot finals. I'm 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 ready to tune in for that. That's uh, it, it's a stay up late for uh for for me on the east coast over here. So yeah, but that that'll be well worth it. Kanoa v Griff. Katie v Steph, I'm all about that. Sign yeah, me that'd up. be sick, don't you reckon? Uh, Snake man, it was great to chat. Thanks heaps for your time. Glad to hear you had a little win. And uh, mate, I'll be having a uh, a bush truck with you hopefully pretty soon. Too easy.